Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Will Ainsworth here, Head of Growth and Training at Open Negotiation, uh, ready for another uh, Better Agent Series podcast. Today, I'm joined by Director and Founder of Regrowth, Kylie Walsh. A little bit of uh, Kylie's resume, a forward-thinking leader, director and founder of Regrowth, former general manager at Di Jones Real Estate in Sydney. Kylie opened her first office at the tender age of 21. Wow, I can't wait to dive into that uh, question there. Passionate about empowering and maximising potential and recognised as one of the most influential women in property, business and leadership. What a resume, Kylie. Welcome. How are you today? Look, I'm fantastic, Will. How about yourself? Very well, thank you, and thanks for joining us. Um, I've got a lot of synergy with you. We just spoke off air um, a little bit about uh, what you do and, and where I've come from in real estate, so I've been very much looking forward to this interview. Um, I understand that you established this business, Regrowth, quite recently. Um, could you run us through what it's all about, and it involves some agent retreats, which I'm really excited to hear about, and what can agents expect to walk away with when they deal with you? Look, Will, so we're about 90 days in, so it is very, very, very fresh. Um, and, and for the team, it was about providing um, not only education, but connectivity across the industry. Um, we're there to get growth for not only business owners and leaders, but also um, sales agents or anyone that wants to have um, a high performance ethos in their career. So we're all about, um, we do one-on-one partnered coaching with individuals or individual brands and offices. But a key part of our business is retreats, where we take professionals out of their environment uh, for two nights, three days, and we focus on um, not only the growth of themselves, but growth of business. We look at mental well-being. Um, we look at exercise. We have a 360 holistic view of what's going on for them and how to become more productive, more efficient, and more present and more profitable. Wow, that is uh, very exciting. Go, it's sort of going the extra mile, isn't it? It's not just talking about it, it's actually getting out there and doing it. I think too, Will, we all know what you can achieve um, with a group of great people in two and a half days and, and two nights away is kind of the same as what you can achieve in almost a 12-month coaching program. Um, and we do sessions in the, in the classroom every day, which is sort of hard, uh, hardcore sessions. Um, but we have lots of events and activities outside the classroom as well. But fundamentally, everything we do on those retreats comes back to the bottom bottom line of connectivity, leadership and, um, and development. Fantastic. Um, now, you've had quite a career yourself in real estate. Uh, most recently, you were general manager at Di Jones Real Estate in Sydney. Um, but before this, at the beginning of your career, I heard you, uh, you opened your first office at the age of 21. How on earth does someone manage to do that? I didn't know any better, Will. Um, I, I'd started like most people in, in real estate, A, by default, um, B, went through the ranks, which I love, reception, leasing, BDM, property manager, sales. Um, and I was very young when I finished school, 17, and I did a small stint on, on studying in accounting and marketing and then went straight into the, the workplace and I guess progressed quite quickly through the ranks because I, no one could tell me any better and I just wanted to be in sales and I wanted to have my own office. So fought with all those sort of things that, that come with that at that age, you know, inexperience, people not wanting to give you business because you're too young and you don't have life skills. Um, but look, I was, I was passionate. I had a clear vision, knew what I wanted to achieve, and I just, just bloody went for it, Will. So all you can do, like you said, you don't know any better. And without going too specific, because I'm sure you've had a very lengthy career from then till now, but how did that lead from getting into your own business at 21 to where you are now? What was the journey there? Um, 
Look, I think for everybody, different different things come up in in their life. And for me, at age thirty, um, my then husband was um, looking for a bit of a change in life. I'd probably only ever known real estate and thought I wanted to get out and try something a bit different. And um, we left the regional town where we where we were and went to a couple of different um, capital Sydney cities. And that probably just opened up um, things for me and met some great people along the way and probably have never said no to an opportunity. Um, I kind of believe we're not here for a dress rehearsal, so I go go for it pretty hard when opportunities come my way. Yeah, great. Very good. Now, getting on to the topic of today, in your experiences, what are the signs of an unhealthy real estate agency um, or one that could be heading in that direction? What, what's going on in these agencies that could lead to, to towards this? Look, I think um, the energy of the leader um, or also having absentee leaders. So I quite often will go into an office and, and I'll get a phone call from the principal and he'll say, look, you know, um, no one's doing what I asked them to do, Kylie, or, you know, this is a problem. Um, and that's certainly not saying that for, for, for all of my clients, but over the years, um, that's what I've heard a lot. And then I go in and I'm like, well, you know, how about this? We were talking about this 12 months ago and they haven't executed it or they're a conference junkie um, and they're never, you know, never present in the office. And, and that has an effect. Um, reactive management, um, the tail wagging the dog, no shared vision. So the owner knows where they're going of the business or the management or leadership team knows where they're going, but the team don't. Um, and they've not been engaged around that or asked for, for their opinion on that journey. Individuals who are allowed to get away with certain behaviours. And I think if a leader work, walks past that behaviour, it's the behaviour they're allowing or permitting. And I see that a lot. Um, no processes. I actually don't think this is a, a difficult industry. It's just all about process and people. And often one of those two things are missing. Um, and do as I say and not as I do. They're the, they're the key six things for me. Yeah. One um, resonates with me a fair bit um, from working in a number of offices. And we talk about the um, 100 pound gorilla or whatever you want to call them. There's always one in the office that tends to be the bigger rider and thinks they can go around doing what they what they want. Do you think from a director's point of view, is that worth holding on to that person for the, the income of the business? Or I know it's a hard one because it's based on probably personality individuals, but what's your thought around those, that that one big gorilla in the office? I'm always a big believer no matter what someone's writing, the first time you think you should get rid of someone is probably the trigger when you should do something. Look, I've lived in the real world in my own office and probably, you know, most recently the company that I was with, it's very hard to let go of somebody that, that writes a lot of money. But I think my first hit would be to sit down and actually work out what your profit point is with that agent. Generally, the agents that write more money are on the highest splits um, and then working it backwards on the resources they take up in your organisation and your hourly rate or your team's hourly rate and actually working out the profit point of each individual agent mm. will sometimes change your opinion on what you should be doing on something. But, but more often than not, that £1,000 gorilla has got that reputation in the marketplace and you're probably losing opportunities to sit with people that might look at coming to your office if that person is still there. But I think there's so many variables around that, Will. I'm not, I'm not arrogant enough to say to people, get, you know, get rid of the £1,000 gorillas when um, often they keep a lot of organisations going. But I think um, having better conversations and, and looking at the profit point of those agents and probably realigning some values um, might be a better place to start. 
I love that advice. I you look at what they bring in, but also you don't look at they're usually a higher maintenance person than the average, so they're costing you as a principal a lot of time and therefore money um, to actually deal with that person and a lot of mental headspace as well. It's not all cost um, to the back pocket; it's all to the mentality side of business as well. So I like what you had to say there. I think you've got team players too that may not be on on higher splits that may not be getting accessibility to you. So there's an old saying that if you don't look after your people, somebody else will. Mm -hmm. So by taking your time with those um, probably bigger personalities, and they're not always the higher writers either, but taking time with those bigger personalities, what, what are you neglecting in the background? Not only salespeople, but respect to the key or core pillars or growth of your business. Yeah, good one. Um, we all know that one of the signs of a really healthy real estate agency is the team is strongly connected and aligned to a shared goal. What are some of the tips of fostering a healthy team culture? Uh, something I've seen a bit lately and, and off the back of COVID, they say, you know, everything happens for a reason. And whilst we are all completely over COVID, I think it's enabled us as an industry to pivot um, and adopt technology quicker than probably what would have taken us five or 10 years without COVID. But something I've seen, which I just love, is social committees out the window and wellbeing committees coming through. Um, which I think has been really cool. And then um, owners of businesses empowering people in the business to lead that, that are probably the bigger influencers often than, than the leader can be. Um, so that's been great. And I think the technology that's been introduced into a lot of organisations, either through online meetings or if someone's got mobile offices, um, you know, Spinify has been, been something great that we've seen out there. A lot of the messaging platforms um, to connect People, um, even like this morning, the, the Zoom conference I had before I came on with you around mental fitness um, and resilience. If you told me 12 months ago that I would have agents, you know, calling in from across Australia, listen to something like that, I would tell you were bloody mad. <laughs> so um, all that stuff's been awesome. It is, absolutely. Now, you, uh, you offer what is known as an office pulse check service. What is this? And is this something we all need to be doing? And how often? Yeah, actually, look, I think probably in the next two weeks, particularly in um, in Greater Metropolitan Sydney, is a good opportunity to sit down and have a look at this for yourself or, um, or engage our services. You can edit that out later if you like. Um, but I think looking at those health checks is, is leakage. And what I mean by leakage is productivity of your people, productivity of your, of your processes and systems. It's end of financial year. So I challenge anyone that is either a sales agent running their own business or principles to actually go back and have a look at things like subscriptions. So what are the things in your P&L um, or that is automatically renewed um, that you don't use, um, that your team no longer finds of value or that is an automatic renewal that you didn't know? Um, and, and then also looking at the other things in your organisations, if you're repeating them often, is look at how you can scale that. Um, and using your teams at home that may not be actually able to do a lot during lockdown. So, for example, you might have admin teams that are directly affected by salespeople not out there listing is going through and looking at reviewing your checklists, looking at reviewing your processes or looking at doing some online um, demonstrations of new technology that perhaps you should look at in the, in the new financial year. We look at compliance, Will. There's a lot of people out there as well that still are not compliant with the new supervision guidelines that came in um, and, and haven't reviewed a lot of their um, employee handbooks, their policies and procedures. And there's some really quick wins 
around that. Mm. Um, and then we also look at, we go right down to your regular meetings. You know, we've all sat in sales meetings for years where you want to just not be there. So looking at the format, the rhythm, um, how you conduct them and what everyone brings to the table. Um, again, it's a 360 holistic look at your business um, to make sure it's sustainable for future. You talk about subscriptions. I even know as, a, as an individual, how many apps have you got that just keep churning over and like no one goes into the back end and checks them all out. You just you just keep them rolling even though you don't use them. So imagine that on a you know 100 scale in an office, massive. Whenever we've done these in the last 90 days, we've, we've saved an office on average six to $11,000 a year just by going through looking at that one line on their P&L. It's incredible. You just add, 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 and you just forget what you're using. I know that when, when I was a business owner, when COVID hit the first time around, sort of one of the first things we did was a health check on our subscriptions. And it was really quite scary how much we were paying. Terrifying. And even using this time to go through Will and look at, um, you know, the ecosystem of where your files are in drives. I mean, that just, A, it's a security risk, in my opinion, a lot of offices that I see what people can, can take or download with respect to data and documents that principals don't often know about. Um, or just having a look at, um, you know, we all we all have marketing, we all have sales, we all have property management, governance and compliance, et cetera. Uh, there's only sort of eight folders that should live and exist in an ecosystem and then diving down deep from there as well. Yeah, good. Um, and what about your customer experience health check? How do you identify if you need one of those? Everyone needs one of these, Will, um, whether they're an individual performing industry or they're an organisation. We usually start with um, just going through and, and having a look at the different touch points within a business. Um, there's what I call, um, if you want to talk agency, silver, gold, bronze, um, premium pack. Depends how serious people are about this in their organisations to how much time we spend in there. But, you know, how your um, phone is answered in your office when someone rings in from an appraisal, how they're qualified, how long it takes to get from reception or the automated um phone service through to the right person, how it's logged in the system, is it checked in the CRM, um, and what's the customer experience happening while all this is, is going along? Looking at if I'm a prospective in employee and I've moved to an area, what's the experience when I contact your office either online, on phone, on social? Um, we were in an office the other day who hadn't um, opened their Google business account in about six months because the person that left that was the administrator didn't hand over the username and password and there were all these customer reviews that hadn't been responded to. And even worse, their messenger was on. So it had been going through to an ex-employee's phone. Oh, wow. Um, response times, accessibility, customer experience um, at open homes. A lot of offices now will have turned on um, through different technology platforms where people can actually go in and update their um, categories or subscriptions in a database, a link hadn't been working for six weeks. Yeah. So we look at a number of different things, but it all comes down to responsive accessibility um, and the customer being more and more in control of their journey, um, which scares a lot of agency. But unfortunately, that's a fact of life moving forward. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Now, it's important to be successful and thrive for the best results naturally, but in our industry, um, work-life balance is pretty wayward, particularly I can say that uh, from personal experience. How can agents make sure they keep their personal priorities in check while also putting in maximum effort in at work? 
I think it starts with their calendar, Will. I think just basics, colour coding. Your, your diary is a great place to start and a colour that resonates with you. And I sometimes say to agents, if it's your favourite colour, make sure that's when you put the personal time in your diary and that might be family, might be picking up the kids early from school. Um, and then I think you need a different colour for exercise. So if that's your thing is having that in as a reoccurrence in your calendar. I know it sounds so basic, um, but I open up a lot of agents' calendars and they're like, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed. There's no buffers between appointments. So, you know, at the start of every year, I go in and I put two times in my calendar as a reoccurrence regardless, and that's to eat my lunch and that's to have a coffee in the morning. And I, I know that sounds crazy, but I've spoken to sales agents that don't drink water on Saturday because they don't want to go to the toilet during, I mean, that's just madness. Um, so some of the basic things like that are incredibly important um, and building your resilience. So we're in an industry where we take a lot of hits. You know, we might make one or 200 phone calls and get one person to say yes. That's not the industry for everybody. No. So building your resilience is important and finding apps and books or attending courses around building your resilience. So it's like a muscle. The more you use it, the better it becomes. If you become more resilient in this game, then the highs and the lows, there'll be less of a gap between them. Correct. Now I've got some rapid fire questions, one word answers for you. Are you an iPhone or Android person? iPhone. How many cups of coffee? I know it's one, but how many cups of coffee do you drink a day? COVID eight, normally two. If everyone could see Kylie's face when I asked that question, it was absolutely priceless. <laughs> uh, who do you look up? Who do you look up to the most? Mum and Dad. Good. One word answer. I said. No, I'm only kidding. Imagine if you had to choose. Oh, do not make me pick that. <laughs> um, now this is probably more than one word, but what piece of advice would you give your younger self? Don't be afraid to surround yourself with the very best in the industry from day one. Love it. And to finish off, what's the one tip you would give all of our listeners who want to be better agents? The work you do in the shadows will reveal itself in the light. Success is, it comes about by hard work, not luck. Gee, I love that you said that. It's sort of something I try and preach all the time to people I coach. And it's just so true. All the stuff you see on social media, you can get, you can get stuffed. Thank you. That is absolutely brilliant. Um, Kylie Walsh, I tell you what, I know we said beforehand, we haven't met before, but there's a lot I like about you. You tell it as it is. You've obviously, you've been around the traps. I can see that. And you also know exactly what you're doing. So I didn't say no, not visually. <laughs> I didn't be like that. I was giving myself a Botox injection behind the scenes by pulling my eyebrows up. <laughs> you certainly were. But Kylie, thank you so much. All of our listeners will get a lot out of uh, what you've had to say today. Um, I certainly have. Where can they find you? Um, once they've listened to this interview, where on earth can they find you? Oh, look, just go to the website, Regrowth with Kylie Walsh or my mobile 0408-471-595. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Kylie Walsh, and look forward to having you on another session. <laughs>